0: so last time i spoke at youth we looked at this topic of what are you wearing and so we looked at in the book in the bible great book there's a book in the bible called matthew chapter 22. matthew chapter 22 we looked at verses 1 to 14 and i told a story does anyone know my sister leanna has anyone heard so i've got three sisters my youngest is leanna so at church right, we believe that new people should be coming to church on a regular basis and so my sister Leanna, she came late to church. I know, how bad that? She walks up late to church. Then she sees on the front row this homeless man passionately engaged in worship. Just like hands raised, going for it. And she's like, finally, we're actually reaching people that are broken that need Jesus. And so Leanna's just like, this is amazing. Like we're actually, One Heart Church is actually coming the church that we're meant to be. We're meant to be a church that reaches those that need Jesus and sees their lives change. Yep. Then Leanna takes a closer look. No. Surely not. Oh, God. It can't be. It was me. I, I was the hopeless man. So then, at the end of the church, she comes up because you know, like. You, you know, there's like flattery when you say something nice to someone, but then there's like honesty when you actually get to the truth or something. So the was no flattery. She comes up and goes, Josh, what are you wearing? You look homeless. So that's why now I always have a bit of a insecurity when it comes to what I wear. But so I tell that story. I told that story about what are you wearing because there's a story that we talked about last time I preached in Matthew 22, and Jesus taught, tells a story about a wedding. Can everyone do a whistle, like a love whistle? Yeah, so Jesus tells the story about a wedding. And so then, all, and then what do you do when you have a wedding? You invite all your family over, yeah? yeah? So the invitation goes out. The invitation goes out to everybody. Then, then, then the people get the invitation and go, oh, they make excuses. Like, sorry, got to get the dubs on Fortnite. Or, uh, you know what, I got to eat my caramel chocolate. All these, they, they come up with all these really stupid dumb excuses. So then the master of the banquet goes, of this, fe- of this wedding feast goes, you know what? Well, since the family ain't coming, we're not going to let this food go to waste. We're going to invite everybody in the city. So they start, the invite goes out invite, invite, invite. Then all these people start walking up to the wedding. But here's the interesting part, and it's, it's kind of scary. Now, I want to talk about this. Who knows, who, who, who has a parent here can be scary? You know what? Now, our parents aren't going to like... You know when you see a vicious dog, it's like... Rrrr. Okay, that is scary, right? Now, I'm not scared of my parents going to bite me like a vicious dog. They're not a monster. I'm scared of them because it's serious. You know what I mean? That My parents aren't spooky. Yeah. They're serious. And yeah. because of this... I'm not scared because of the, the spooky. I'm scared because of seriousness. And it's the same with this story about Jesus. What comes up is it scares me, not because it's spooky it's scary because it's serious and so what happens is these these do these like there's this boy at the wedding and then there's this dude at the wedding and the master that put on the wedding goes why are you wearing the wrong clothes you came to a wedding and you're wearing the wrong clothes He's like what are you wearing and so basically what this this parable that jesus tells represents is that first of all jesus came for the jewish people god's people but then unfortunately the jews rejected the, the, the wedding, we would say heaven, they reject it, so then God goes, alright then, well we're going to invite all the world, the Gentiles, what's a Gentile? A non-Jew, we are, is there any Jews in this place? No, so we are all Gentiles, so we all get an invite to the wedding, but then the serious part comes in, that just because we got an invite to the wedding, does not mean we are wearing the right clothes. And I explained when I spoke that last time about when I go down the street, if I see someone wearing a school uniform, I know where they come from. If I see a police officer in his uniform, I know he's a police because what he wears represents what he does. And in the same way, our faith is the clothes that we wear. Our faith dictates where we come from. If I saw you covered in mud, I either thought you dug a hole, you've been put in a hole. Or you play footy, you know what I mean? Because your clothes will reflect where you've been. Does it does, does that does that make sense in this place? But so here's the thing I want to look at though today though. So last time we saw that this situation, it is serious what you wear, and we want to be wearing clothes of faith, because that's what the kingdom of God is all about. Yes. But so and then the it ends up Jesus ends up telling the story, he goes, Many are called, cool, but few are chosen. So the call cool can go out to all of us, but are we gonna be people that wear faith? Because it's easy to come to church on a Sunday and go, oh yeah, I don't want... It. It's easy to sing the song, but then what happens on a Monday? Does our life reflect that we came to church today? Or are we, or we just fitting with like everybody else? Do we just uh, so, so look like the world around us? But We've got to be a place where we wear clothes of faith that where we go, things change. So, uh, we want to put on closer of faith. But also, today is Pentecost Sunday. And so I want to, we're going to look at what Pentecost looks like and we're going to look at another set of clothes that we can wear because of the Pentecost. Now, do uh, you have an image for me, uh, Chloe? Does anyone know what this image is? Pentagon. 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 (laughs) Josh. Ah. Great job. Now, why is it a Pentagon? Tell me why it's a Pentagon. Because it's got five sides. Five sides or five points? Five points. Both. It's both, sorry. A a Pentagon means it's got five points. Okay, who's good at Bible trivia? Anyone go Bible, Bible trivia here? Okay. What is our first five books of the Bible called? Matthew, Mark. No That's the answer. Awesome uh, Genesis. Genesis. Yes, 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 yes. No, but, so but what are those, what is that group of books called? What's the group of those books called? Ah, uh, Old Testament. Yes, it's an Old Testament. So those five, the first five books of the Bible in the Old Testament, are called the Torah. But the Torah has another name. The Pentateuch. The Pentateuch. <laughs> so there you go why we, so the, it's called the Torah but another name for the Torah is the Pentateuch first five books makes sense so Pentecost today is Pentecost Sunday because it means 50 days does that make sense so pentecost 5 Pentecost 50 there we go so that hope okay we're going to continue on so what is Pentecost so does anyone know what Easter is in this place does anyone know what Christmas is so Christmas is when Jesus was birthed Squeeze like a lemon. There is Jesus on Christmas, but then Easter is where Jesus dies. Yes. So I'm going to read two Bible verses and that's going to explain to us a little bit more about Easter. So uh, Hebrews 9, chapter, Hebrews chapter 9, verse 22. Nearly everything was purified with blood, for without the shedding of blood there was no forgiveness. Interesting. So if we we all have sin that needs forgiving. Yep. So, the only way our sin got forgave, forgiven was by the shedding of Mine. blood. Correct. Then we jump down to verse 28 and it says, Christ, so Jesus, was offered once for all time as a sacrifice to take away the sins of many people. Us. He will come again not to deal with our sins. So, Jesus has, has died on the cross, he's bidget up to heaven, but he's going to come back again not to deal with our sin because we dealt with our sin. But to bring salvation to all who are eagerly awaiting for him. Those who are wearing the right clothes. Okay? So, Easter. Easter happens. And Easter fell on this Jewish celebration called Passover. Then 50 days after Passover was Pentecost. Right? And so then this is what... So this is what we're going to understand. So there's a few interesting things that we've got to look at this. So 50 days after Easter, we have this thing called Pentecost. Now, it's important because... uh, So there was... Jesus dies and rises again, right? But the interesting thing is so many people died on crosses. You've got to understand that. Who remembers how many was crucified with Jesus? Three. And so that wasn't, there wasn't three crucifixions in history. There was multiple thousands. But only Jesus' crucifixion saved us from our sins. Interesting to think about. Why, why was Jesus any more spectacular than anyone else? Because after three days Jesus rose again. He yeah. didn't stay dead. He conquered death and said, "You know what? The grave can't hold me. Death can't hold me because I have resurrection power flowing through my life." Right? So very interesting. So then we see then Jesus rises again and he starts doing all this creepy stuff. You read the Bible and you see it. So there's people freaking out in a locked room and Jesus just turns up, just walks through the, the locked door. It's like how, that's like spooky. It's like how did that happen? Jesus, there's this, there's this woman thinking, looking for Jesus, going, "Where they put his body?" Jesus turns up, hidden as a gardener, like he's doing all this crazy stuff. Um, who knows what a roadie is? Like you go on like road trips. Jesus was a roadie. There's these people doing this walk, and then Jesus just turns up and, and goes, "Hello!" So Jesus starts just rocking up everywhere, going, "I'm here," "I'm over here." Jesus starts doing all this crazy stuff for 40 days after he died, right? So for 40 days he's doing all this crazy stuff. Then you get to Luke 24, 49. In the Amplified, Amplified Bible, and it says, Listen carefully. Jesus is saying this to the disciples I am sending the promise of my Father, the Holy Spirit, upon you. But you are to remain in the city of Jerusalem until you are clothed. Can everybody say clothed? Clothed, clothed or fully equipped with power from on high. Hmm. But wait until this, in, in Jerusalem until you are clothed with power from on high. Sorry, I'm a little bit. Toasty in that So So we see We see here This really interesting thing So Jesus Dies For 40 days Starts Popping up with the disciples Everywhere Then he says You know what um, I'm I'm about to Ascend into heaven um, And you got to wait Until you get This thing called The Holy Spirit Come upon you Right So then We see then we, If you go So this is another Interesting thing The book of Luke And the book of Acts Were actually the same book but they just split it in like it's the same writer, but they've split it in the Bible to make it all weird. So when we read Luke twenty four, the next thing in that story is Acts chapter one. Mm-hmm. So then we read that, then in Acts chapter one, Jesus is saying to the disciples, he reminds them again of this thing. He says, You know what? You've got to stay in Jerusalem. As I told you that the promise of the Holy Spirit's gonna come, and you need that. So then they so then then Jesus starts just like floating off into heaven, and the disciples are looking up at him and going and then, they, then he just disappears like You know when like a healing boy Just disappears out of like, sight Jesus does the, the, the disappearing trick And then these angels say Look, he ain't coming down Go to Jerusalem and do what he said Right. So that's why we, we see this situation So then 10 days later We get to Acts chapter 2 right? And this is what Pentecost is all about So I'm going to read this Acts chapter 2 So it says, and so before I read it, though, so this is what we're going to understand. So, because of Christmas, we have Easter, and because of Easter, we celebrate Pentecost. Now, this is very exciting. So, we see Jesus does all this crazy stuff. He goes to, he's told the disciples, wait in Jerusalem until you get clothed with power. So, what are we wearing? This is what we want to wear. We want to wear the the clothes of power. So, uh, Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 4, we'll start with that. So on the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven, like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were staying, or they were sitting. Sorry. Then, what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them, and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages, as this Holy Spirit gave them this ability. Hmm. And so, it's interesting. We see there that on Acts 2, 10 days later, the Holy Spirit is poured out and this gift of the Holy Spirit is given to the disciples. It's given to the believers. And here's, here's the thing. Holy Spirit isn't a force. Holy Spirit isn't it. Holy Spirit is a person. So, we've got to, I'll make that very clear. Holy Spirit is a person that can come into your life and change you. It's, it's not some kind of mystical. It's not Star Wars a force. He's actually a person that wants the, the best for your life. And so... Uh, We at One Heart, we are what they call a Pentecostal church. And so Pastor Rob would often say, though, we're not really necessarily a Pentecostal church. We're actually a full gospel church. But what, what separates us from other churches is these three things. I think there's only a thing on the screen for us, isn't there, Chloe? So the three things are, this is what we believe as Pentecostals, that anyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's number one. Anyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Two, anyone who is saved can be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Number three, that anyone who is baptized in the Holy Spirit can and will speak in tongues. So that's what we believe as Pentecostals. So I believe as a Pentecostal, just like on the day of Pentecost, there was. A, now, we might not necessarily see a. wind blowing from heaven. It can. We might not necessarily see fire on our heads, which I believe we can. But I do believe just as these guys got this heavenly language, I believe it's a gift accessible to everyone in this room. If you have not yet experienced this thing called speaking tongues, I believe you can have it. This is how it works in my life. You know, what is he saying? That's actually heavenly language that I use to pray and it builds and puts power into my life. And just like I've got that gift, you can actually receive that gift of speaking in tongues. So, it's, so But then here's the thing. So, when this, this situation happened and this spirit is poured out on the disciples, that is actually what's known as the birth of the church. So, what we're doing now as church started back then. Very interesting things. So, the birth of the church happened on this day. But then then we go down to the book of end of chapter 2, Verses I think it is 41 Verses I will read um, Verse 15 says These people Verse 15 says These people are not drunk As some of you are assuming And so These people have been Filled with the spirit And people think they're drunk So things are not The way it seems to be But you've got to understand that Just like when you get Filled with the Holy Spirit Things are not going to be The way it should be And then we get down to Verse uh, 41 and it says, all the believers—no, uh, not that one. Sorry, yeah, forty-one. Uh, those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day, about three thousand in all. And Pastor Rob shared about this this morning in church. You got to understand, the church isn't meant to be some comfortable, small little gathering. The church is meant to be something big that grows, expands rapidly, and that's what we're here, we here—we want—we're here to do. If the music team wants to come back, we're going to start singing. In a, little, in a little while. But you've got to understand, at One Youth, we're not a youth group. We're not just here to have fun. We're actually here to be a youth ministry where you learn to hear God's voice, where you learn to hear what God's speaking to you, that you can leave this place better than the way you came in. Does anyone believe that tonight? Yeah. And so um, the people in the Bible, there's like you, when you read the Bible, so many people have weird supernatural encounters. There's a dude called Moses He's walking through the desert and sees a tree on fire, right? Now, what happens when the tree goes on fire? It disappears. After a while, the tree disappears because it burns away. So then we don't know the time frame, but he looks back at this this bush and it's still on fire. Like, and it's like, so he goes to have a closer look. Then from this fire, start a voice starts speaking. Moses. Moses and God so and it's interesting on the day of Pentecost fire came on their heads and there's a way of the Holy Spirit coming upon you this tree had the Holy Spirit on it and it started speaking to Moses there's, there's another dude in the box with Jacob he starts wrestling this angel who's actually Jesus and it puts his hip out he had this weird this supernatural encounter there's, there's another dude called Paul he's literally walking along some road he gets blinded by this light that flashes him and then God speaks to him, then he's blind, right? And so then this dude called Ananias lays hands on him, scales pop off his eyes, and he can see again. Then this same Paul saw a light, got blinded, had Ananias lay his hands on him, scales came off. Him and this dude called Silas was in a prison, start worshipping God, and chains break and they're free And I believe in the same way these guys Had supernatural encounters Had supernatural moments I believe we can have supernatural encounters Supernatural moments In Acts one eight, Jesus says that You will receive power When the Holy Spirit comes upon you And I believe that When we have these power nights at you It's not just a moment to, to Have fun friends That's We want to have that But I believe these are moments Just like Moses or a burning bush just like Paul got blinded, but we're not going to get blinded. But I believe there's going to be supernatural encounter moments. Just like Ananias laid hands on Paul and the scars of his eyes came off. I believe that we can lay hands on, on us and we're going to see things shift, things break because we had an encounter with Jesus. We received power to be an effective witness in our city. And so, can, can we all just stand up right now? So... Oh, there's two I want to warn us of two things Can you, can you poke the person beside you and say warning. Warning. warning warning warning." So my warning is My warning is There's two things we want to be We want to be wary of When it comes to worshipping God right when, There's many ways that we can worship God One way uh, In my jacket right I'm going to explain this right now Ooh. So, for those that want to give an offering tonight, in cash form, on the, you might see it on, in the front of your seat or behind your seat. there's so the seat has got this one, youth, And uh, put your cash offering in that. Chuck it in the in the giving session as you leave. But why do we do this? Because this is a way of... We're not giving an offering out. This is, just for example, this is one way that we worship God, right? Worshiping is how we... Because it's saying... When, we, when I give my finance to God and saying, God, I trust you that you can provide for my life. If you're my source, I'm going to give back to you. That's the way that I worship God. It's saying, I trust you more than anything else, right? So that's, that's one way we worship. Another way we worship is through songs, music. So that's another way that we worship. But when when we worship with song, don't be... Can everybody say selfish? Selfish. We don't Don't be selfish and distract the person beside you. Don't be selfish and distract your friends because they are having an opportunity where they can connect to God. So don't be selfish and rob your friend of the opportunity to connect to God. The other one is, can everyone say foolish? Foolish. Don't be foolish and rob yourself of a connection with God. You know, and we we at One News, we're gonna be a place where we aren't gonna be selfish and we're not going to be foolish. We're not going to distract others from an encounter, and we're not going to distract ourselves from an encounter, because we're going to leave this place. Who knows, like, when something's not working, you need some new batteries. Like, have you ever tried to change a TV channel and the battery doesn't work? Yeah. Uh, you chuck it some new batteries, and it's like, glory, glory. In the same way at youth, we want to be a place where you come in and get your batteries changed and you work properly. That you go to school on Monday with a better attitude than you came to youth. That your parents go, what's wrong with this kid? They're actually are nice to be around. I believe that. And who, who knows, like, say, you might have an old phone that's just dodgy, screens cracked. You could get a new screen cover or you get a whole new phone. Who wants a whole new phone? And I believe in the presence of God, He doesn't just fix your life. He can give you a whole new life. The Bible talks about we, He actually transforms us. He renews us. And I believe that in moments of worship, God can do the same thing. And I want to finally finish.